0: Okay, I am here with the beautiful Kathleen Hamilton, who is residing in Singapore at the moment. And uh, for anyone that hasn't met Kathleen Hamilton, she is the head of product for NSU. So all the little product pathways and all the things that you're interacting with right now, um, a part of, I guess, the, the genius of Kathleen and obviously Siraj and, and the, the team. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to have a sit down with uh, Kathleen and talk about product pathways. So whether you're a freelancer who is trying to figure out who your first one customer is, or your first product, or your service, or whether you're an established uh, enterprise in the green or the blue level uh, that is trying to figure out and really you know tune in on your customer pathways and make sure that your product's actually solving a problem and they're very simple, then Hopefully Kathleen is going to give some insights to that and uh, and we'll take it from there. So welcome on, Kathleen.
1: Thanks so much, Rory. I'm really excited to be here. Hello, everyone. In the Crisis Leadership Academy. Uh, I hope that you are happy and healthy and well, wherever you are, do drop in the comments um, where you're tuning in from. I'm really excited to be engaging with all of you. And once I am done presenting and can get into the comment stream, I will be replying to all of your comments and stuff in there as well. So do make sure that you're posting any questions along the way. Um, but start off by just introducing yourself. Where are you and where are you tuning in from? What's your name? What's your business? Um, and I'll come in and say hi. I'm super excited to be sharing with you today the customer pathway so let me get my screen all ready uh can you give me a little okay if you can see that roy just a little hand signal
0: yes i can see that and just just quickly before we get into this i just want to uh to just touch base so that the audience gets to know, know you a little bit better but you said you're in singapore you're moving to the uk very soon Um, What's one thing that we don't know about Kathleen Hamilton? Something something that people might not know about you.
1: Yeah, for sure. So something you guys may not know about me. So um, I am actually nomadic, as Rory alluded to, and uh, my... My favorite place in the world, probably, is, uh, is Matla in South Africa. So some of you may know Matla Game Lodge, uh, which is in the Deque National Park. Uh, and I bring that up because I actually exposed to Rory that my favorite animal is an elephant. So my favorite animal and my favorite place are all in one spot. And uh, I hope that once all of the restrictions are lifted, I can make my way back there this year as well.
0: Uh, that's awesome and uh, this is the first presentation of a couple that we'll be doing over the next couple of weeks so let's chat about customer pathway and then you've got something special that we'll be sharing in two weeks time
1: yeah for sure all right thanks Rory so yeah I uh As Rory mentioned, I'm the head of product. What does that mean? Uh, On Genius U, that means that I'm overseeing kind of the tech platform that you're experiencing. Prior to that, I was actually the head of community. So I was working on like community management and working with the teams to make sure that the customer pathway was really established in any of our products so that people had a a step-by-step that they were walking through, much like you're experiencing in Crisis Leadership Academy, much like you are going to be setting up for your customers, regardless of whether you have one customer, 10 customers, 100 customers. You're always going to be thinking about how you set up the pathway that people are going to experience when they come into one of your products. Right. So today we're going to be covering how to create your customer pathway. So you're actually going to map that out. Um, understand how your customer pathway links with your product and community pathways. There's a lot of pathways you have to set up as part of your whole kind of like launch and pre-launch. But once you are launched and those pathways are set up, you're going to be able to deliver this super transformational experience for people that are working with you that's going to make them want to come back again and again. You're gonna link your customer promise to principles. So you've already written your customer promise at this point. Um, I know Michelle had worked with you on working that through. And you're gonna link that customer promise you've already created and hopefully fleshed out to some degree to principles. If you're not 100% there yet, don't worry about it. We're just gonna work on like best thinking, what your best thinking is around these things. Um, And then I'm also gonna introduce to you some like customer pathway tech. So, um, with all of the work I've been doing with GeniusU, I've been working a lot on the technology side. Uh, and my belief really is that if you are using the right tools, you can make your uh, job and your life a lot easier. So without further ado, let's jump in. And again, please do, like, if you have any questions as I'm presenting, go ahead and drop that in the comments. If I don't cover it while I'm speaking, I will be in there to answer your questions afterwards as well. <laughs>
0: Okay, awesome. Thank you, Kathleen. And um, just quickly, before we, we jump in, if anyone does have a product that you currently have, um, and you have a link to, perhaps pop that in the comments section as well, because then we can start to relate it to your own product pathway. And I love the way that you separated the product pathway and the community pathway, because they're both very special and different pieces of the same public.
1: Yeah, Thanks, for sure. Kathleen. Thanks for that, Rory. Yeah, I would definitely love to check out all of your products as well as you're thinking about it, even if you've just got like a first draft. Uh, it's really cool to see all of this evolve, and we want to support you as best we can through this process as well. So um, with those outcomes, I wanted to dive first into giving you an example of a customer promise, and you've obviously already been working on your customer promises, so it's likely you may have seen this in Michelle's presentation, um, but the is a translation of your customer promise, which is something that you'll likely have in some form or another online, and, and in your like product delivery, you'll be engaging with this information in some way, but you also want to translate it into principles. And what principles allow you to do is set a standard for how you're going to engage with your customers. Now, for us at Genius U, we obviously have a team of people who are interacting with customers on a daily basis. And so by translating our promise which is what we're promising we're going to do for customers, into principles, which is how we're going to engage with customers. We set a standard for our team to follow that makes sure that makes sure that everyone's on the same page, right? That everyone has the same um, principles that they're using to engage with people so that we have a set of standards across the board. And that we can refer back to them when we're speaking to team members about how they should be engaging with people. Um, So... The U customer promise is pretty long. Your customer promise will look something like this with your problem, promise, product, proof and purpose. Um, and really like the key part of the promise is that U gives you superpowers in the form of a personalized digital curriculum and connects you directly to the community based on where you are and where you want to go, right? So everything that we're doing is to support people who are um, coming in to work with us to get them from where they are to where they want to go and get clarity around all of that in the meantime as well with the best tools. And out of that, we have like our high level culture code. So the culture code determines like for us, who we are and what we do um, as a company. And our culture code then develops into principles. So if you are just starting out, you may not have a whole culture code, but you can have a culture statement, right? Which is like, this is who we are and what we do and what we believe in. Um, You can see uh, in our culture code, it does actually spell out genius. And this is great because it, is pretty magical and links in with like really who we are, but also it allows for us to remember, like I can rattle off the top of my head at any point what the culture code is. And the expectation is anyone coming into our team to work with us also learns that culture code because it allows them to be guided by what we know our principles to be, right? Um, So our culture code is uh, global. We start with the whole and work back to the parts. Entrepreneurial, we maximize the failures that steer us and avoid the failures that will sink us. Natural, which is that we follow the flow. In nature, nothing is rushed, but all is accomplished. Inspiring, we have fun and share the adventure. Unique, we focus on bettering our best. And smart, we always find a smarter way. So every quarter we're coming back to these, every week sometimes we're coming back to these and saying, are we in line with what we say our principles are? Are we in line with our culture code? Now for you, you've written your customer promise, which is what you're promising to your customers. Make sure for you, like internally, you understand what your culture code is. Even if right now that's just a feeling, start thinking about how you can like dream that into a statement that you can then be using with other people that you may be bringing in to work with you internally. And out of that, we have our community principles. Now this is an example, I haven't listed all of ours here, but I've listed an example of a few in the hopes that you will start thinking about what your principles are with your community. Um, and your community are both the people before they've bought from you, but they you know, are engaged with what it is that you're doing. And also once they've bought from you, your customers are also your community. So you kind of have um, the community that feeds through your whole product pathway. Um, and you wanna make sure that you have some principles for engagement. So like, what are you prioritizing in, in terms of the way you act with them? And having principles is important because it tells you what to do, but it also tells, you what to say no to, right? Um, so for us, we are data first, which means we prioritize feedback and actions based on numbers we can track. Um, we're high touch as well, so we prioritize high touch communication through the customer journey. This means that like we we advise anyone in our team rather than like sending. 50 bajillion messages, get on a call with someone, right? This is why we have our onboarding calls, we have navigation calls that you can book in for where you can just speak to someone on the phone and get clarity. So we prioritize high touch communication in our team. Uh, High tech as well, so we automate our systems to make the experiences seamless. So while we are high touch, which means we're speaking to you on the phone, we're also high tech in that we're always looking for smart ways to automate parts parts of the pathway to make it seamless for you as a customer as well. And superheroes, um, we make our community members superheroes. This is like one of our biggest kind of like principles within our community is we really wanna make sure that when people are succeeding, we 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 raise them up, right? We tell stories about them, we uh, share videos, we make sure that um, they then become the person that other people can go to. So we really do emphasize making our community members superheroes as well. And this is just a few of our principles, um, but your principles are gonna tell you how you can Uh, engage with your community and customers. And it'll also help you if you bring someone else in to help you do community management or things like that as you grow, Um, your principles are gonna tell them as well how to behave and how to act and interact with people, right? So you definitely wanna make sure that you have some kind of principles somewhere. And if you can make your culture code and principles public to your, both to your team and externally, Like you'll see on the about page of Genius U, our culture code is actually there um, and you can read through it and see what we mean by it. Um, And the reason for that is we want other people who want to work with us as well to know who we are and what we're about. So super important things to have. Now we're gonna get into the pathway pieces. So as you heard me mention, you do have your product pathway, um, you have your uh, community pathway, and you have your customer pathway, and each of those are actually different things. Uh, it's wild, I know, there's a lot of pathways, it feels like there's a lot of components. Um, but once you've mapped these out, everything else becomes so much easier. Because when you have a pathway, it's clear where someone comes in and where someone goes to and what their evolution is. So it'll help you flesh those things out. Um, obviously, if you are starting off as a freelancer or you have one product, your pathway is going to be a lot shorter. Uh, don't be worried by that, but knowing that it's a pathway allows you to like evolve as you grow into like what the other steps are that you can be adding along the way. You don't need to start off with a finalized pathway, right? So the product pathway is what you are mapping out in terms of like what are the products or services people can come into um, that you're offering. So this is the product pathway for entrepreneur dynamics, which is a promotion that we ran last, just around this time last year, um, where we always have an entry stage and the entry stage is where people are showing up. So we had the entrepreneur genius test, which is a free test, Um, the offer, which is what people can like opt into. So really the entry is like, where are people coming in from the offer, which is also free. Um, We have a test then that they're taking, which is like a slight upsell, which is paid. Special reports, another slight upsell, an experience, which usually is like a call or an event or like an online micro degree, something people can like come in and experience, which is paid. And then the partnership level, at which point those partners are then able to offer those pathways under their own brand or in conjunction with their own brand, right? Which allows it to like scale. So this is quite an evolved product pathway. Yours may be much simpler, but it's important to know what the pathway is because that's going to help you. In communication with your customers and community as to like what the next stage is that they can evolve into. What's that, Rory? Now
0: Kathleen I was just gonna think so say we're talking to the freelancer or we're talking to the new product pathway in a green and blue level business, Um, can you just give some context of what this might look for for someone who's maybe going from foundation level to the enterprise level or someone who's Mm. um, you know just becoming that big bright yellow uh, shiny star and they're creating their first product Mm. or perhaps you know the conscious enterprise that um is is already got an established product but it's just taking it through the full cycle do you have any context for that
1: yeah for sure so if you're kind of at the beginning stages say you are a freelancer and you your first offer is that you're going to design someone's website. Like that's your very first offering, very first like product, so to speak. Or you might even be a step before that and you're just offering design services which may be packaged in terms of an hourly rate or something like that, right? So your product pathway starts with that one product and you don't really need to be worrying about all the other upsells after that, but start with that one product and kind of work backwards. How are you gonna be getting people into that paid product? And maybe it's a free offering that you have and that could be, you know, A 30-minute consultation or it could be a free downloadable e-guide right the downloadable model is definitely one we've seen succeed in the past Um, it might be an assessment to like to um, assess your design tech on your current website and when people are then able to go into those things as like the entry or like the lead offer then you can get on a 30-minute call get on a debrief and sell them into your first product which is your like full website redesign or something If you're kind of at the next stage where you've got, you've maybe got a team of designers or a small team or you and another person who are designing, you could be thinking, okay, if the first product is a web page redesign, which is one page, maybe the next product is like a full site redesign with personalized branding strategy, right? And you may need to pull other people into that, partner with a brand strategist or something to support what you're doing on the design side. But suddenly you're able to scale up with a slightly more complex product offering. And if someone's really enjoyed working with you on their initial website, they're suddenly going to say, you know, we'd like to work with you some more. And you can say, well, actually, like, I think it might be valuable for you to be, you know, thinking about like overall brand strategy to tie into your social media as well as your website, at which point you can bring them into the next product, which will be a more evolved version of the first, right? So thinking about how your products tie into one another and and offer more opportunities that are still relevant to your customer, right? So you should always be solving your customer's problem, but you're able to kind of, design this pathway so that people can come on um, and grow through it as well. So when you get a customer, it's not just a customer for one time, but it's a customer for life.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think um, I just wanted to touch on a couple of key points um, that you mentioned there in some context of, of real people in the community. Um, we've, we've had websites with uh, designers come through and I uh, saw one guy do it really well. I can't actually remember his name, but let's call him Jeff. And uh, he was working for a big company in Europe creating all these amazing websites. And what he actually did is uh, he left that, Well, he worked in that stream or without enterprise, without cash, it was covering his basic human needs. And then on the side, he, uh, he just shared his story. He said, hey, this is what I've been doing for the last couple of years. And he showed the websites he's built for all these amazing companies whilst he'd been working with this beautiful enterprise. And he said, but uh, I'm actually in the next six months, I'm going to be freelancing. I'm going to be moving and you know, I'll move to Bali and I'm going to be a digital nomad. And I'm going to be doing this on a freelance basis. And he said, well, what I want to do is um, I want to create a, a competition and actually give someone the access, and I will revamp their personal website for them. Uh, and here's the, the quiz, and here's the thing that you need to tune into, and then basically to. Nice, a little bit of motorbike feedback. That's okay. Yeah, I I, I took it off so that we could uh, could get rid of that. Um, But it was really good because then when he created a competition where people could uh, have their website revamped from someone who's sharing his story about where he's going, what he wants to do. People wanted to support him. Plus Mm. he had the social proof of what he'd already done for a previous enterprise. And he got about 100 people applying for that competition. He then chose one. He revamped their website shared that social proof again, uh, which, you know, edified the whole competition. And then he had 99 other people that he went to with a special compelling offer and said, hey, well, usually this uh, I do this for $3,000, but the next 10, I'm going to do it for $1,500. Boom. Mm. There was a $15,000 cash flow promotion and a, and a really simple way to get in from the worker to someone who's now their own freelance designer. Um, yeah. The other one I want to share as well is Tracy Keller in the group. She did a mm. giveaway for that. And she said, I'm going to paint your dog uh, or your favorite animal. And she got like thousands of people sending her animals of her um, photos of their favorite animal. And then, again, she chose one. And then she had a list of people that she, she sent a compelling offer to. So this concept of giving and sharing and circulating. And then you create attraction. Maybe it's a discovery hall. Maybe it's a quiz. Maybe it's a test. And then you can take them into your special offering. And, um, and just the last one is, is what Genius U has done with these iLab retreats. They used to be in Bali, but now they're online. So they're a small pivot and shift. Has taken the whole customer pathway from here to here, Mm. so I just want to share that because it's like three really cool examples that we can relate to and give some context for anyone. So,
1: yeah, for sure, those are awesome. Thanks, Rory, and I do think that's super important. Like you have, you know, at any point the the offering that you're giving you can be running you know for your promotions competitions and things like that that are actually kind of bringing in this mass amount of attraction into what you're then doing Um, but for sure if you're at the beginning phases like keep it simple make that one offer instead of a whole pathway of offerings but as you you know if you are a yellow or green level business you're going to be wanting to think through like what are the next steps someone takes how do you keep them engaged and keep them involved and turn your product pathway into a whole experience right or a culture that you can build around Um, So without going too much further in depth on the product pathway I wanted to talk a bit about the community pathway because inside of your product pathway There's a community pathway that's happening like underneath right and it all comes down to show up step up and give back So during the process when someone has enrolled in what you're doing. So say in the product pathway, you know under um, the test or even under experiences, these are both like um, stages that people are enrolling into A product so they're paying you money um, to then do something with you so maybe you are you know as in the first example someone who is designing a website for someone now you're gonna have you know uh, this will look slightly different for if you are like an individual product offering versus a program offering which is like something over time so like Crisis Leadership Academy is a good example of a program you know you're in here for four weeks you know that there's an outcome at the end of the program Um, your community pathway looks a certain way and the, um, the same kind of thing if you are, a, if it's a product offering, there's still an outcome after a certain period of time, but usually maybe it's a bit shorter or it's uh, a lot more determined. So this might be like a done for you product where you're doing something for someone as a service, or it's a do it with you product, which is more of a program like Crisis Leadership Academy. Um, and so this all looks slightly different in either case, but there's always the same model. So it should always be like the show up, step up, give back model. Um, And for us, this is what has worked for us in the past, which is always within 24 hours of purchase, and we say 24 hours because of time differences, but if you are focused on like one community, you could say, you know, within six hours or even within two hours, or if you've got automations, even within one hour, 10 minutes, like you can kind of make that gap a little bit uh, uh, less wide, but we always have onboarding that happens within the first 24 hours. This is like one of our kind of principles in our pathway. Um, which is all about like developing a connection with whoever it is that's come on board, provide resources, give clear ex- expectations um, and a clear next step and also celebrate. Like when someone joins something with you, you want to celebrate them, celebrate with them, um, have them look forward to what the outcome is that they're going to get and make it really tangible that they've now joined and you're welcoming, welcoming them in. Um, In terms of step up and an opportunity for both community members to step up, but also our community managers to step up, we have the engagement that happens on an ongoing basis. So you want to establish a rhythm, make sure you're providing high value content. So you may want a community group of some sort, and I'll go a bit into what that might look like in a moment, but you want to create opportunities for connection within the group of people you've brought in. So even if you are just Not just, but even if you are, like, you have a simpler product, which is to design websites for someone and you're a freelancer, you can be thinking about, like, okay, well, how can you create a small community group with the people who you are designing websites for? Like, by focusing on what their problem is, and maybe their problem is that they um, are not sure about their personal brand, you could create a small community group for people that have bought in a private community with. You know information you're sharing on how to best like niche your brand and determine your brand identity visually um, and like resources and stuff they can be using on their websites Um, and that allows you to have a communication stream with them but it also makes your customers feel like they're a part of something they they become a part of your community right Um, and then through the course of delivery whether it's a product or a program um, navigation calls This is something we do. We do navigation calls. You might do something different. It might be group calls, Um, but it is to check in, to personalize the pathway for someone. This is the high touch aspect that we really value, that we emphasize. Um, People are definitely looking for high touch solutions right now. So, check in, personalize the pathway, and provide additional opportunities. So, this is where you can then be saying, you know, actually, I've got, um, you know, I have a, a short term offer just for people in the community. Uh, where we're offering to design a social media package for you based on your website's visuals, right? Or something like this, or whatever the next step might be. But provide the opportunity. It's not a sale, right? It's an opportunity for them to engage. Um, And then 90% of the way through, maybe you're almost at delivery or you're at delivery point, and this is like the end of the program, or it's, you know, the website's been delivered to the customer. You have the opportunity then to get on another call, like, review, how was it, like do they have feedback, get that feedback, Um, find out like what could have been done differently, give them next steps, so maybe there's an open community they can still be a part of, Uh, and and show your gratitude as well for getting to have that experience with them, you know, make it special, like really just make that personal connection last, because regardless of whether or not someone continues to work with you, you want to make sure you've got those connections warm and People are all feeling good about it and it also gives them an opportunity you could get testimonials or things like that if you are just kind of launching a set of products. Um, Or even later on, testimonials are always a good thing. But it allows you to kind of get that information and feedback as part of your pathway as well. So. How do we host our communities? So I'm gonna give you an example from the Circles community model, and you can do this in many other places, right? So GeniusU is not the only place you can host your community. Many of you are likely already using Facebook groups. Um, There are other community tech platforms as well, which I'll share with you kind of at the end if you're looking for alternatives. But the model of Circles works, and we know it works for sure, because it's kind of a similar model to what Facebook does with groups. Um, But for us, we separate our communities into different types of communities, which lets us see how they behave differently as well. Um, So with community, uh, we've got kind of like the city circles, which are location-based, product circles, which are based around learning about a product. So these are people who are coming in who haven't bought anything yet, but they're just following for the information. Um, Event circles, which is around a thing that is happening. And then community circles, which is around like the paid, like for example, in a community group, So often these are paid groups where people are joining as a part of a program, but sometimes community groups are also free and they're just about sharing information related to um, a program or like identity of some sort. Now the model works because we've taken into account each step of that like community pathway, right? Where you've got the welcome page, which acts as like an onboarding resource. So it provides all of the resources related to the program. Um, A good example of this is in the Genius Entrepreneur Mastermind Circle. So there's a welcome page that says, like, this is what your program includes. These are the links to all the pages that you need. Um, This is where you can get additional information. These are other opportunities available to you, right? And at any point, if someone's like, I don't understand the program or where can I go find this thing, we can say, you can check the welcome page. It becomes like the FAQ guide almost. Um, And if you are um, selling a product for the first time or you have a community You may initially send out, you know, instead of a welcome page, it might be a PDF or, you know, a a leaflet or a web page of some sort that you can direct people to. We then have discussions, which is all about engagement. So this is the continued engagement piece, encouraging conversation. Um, We have like a communications plan where we know how often we're meant to be engaging and we can be posting valuable content to people. We have regular webinars, regular posts, ways for people in the community to engage. So that's like the discussions piece. We have the library tab, which is all about storing useful information, right? Further learning, if you haven't checked out the library, make sure you do in whatever circle you're a part of. Micro degrees, which is all around like delivery and content. So creating and providing content and then events, which is encouraging connection ongoing. So the model of a circle allows for all of those pieces to happen in one place. Whereas we see online in other places, you can be using things like Eventbrite, Facebook events. Facebook actually does a good good job of synthesizing everything into one place as well, right? but actually making sure you have all of the opportunities to connect with people, share information, um, continue to be engaging. This is like what you want to be doing and definitely make sure that you have like some kind of content plan. If you are running a community, it will take the stress off you having to do it yourself Um, or come up with it on the day, on the spot, but allows you to plan ahead as well, which is the model of the community pathway. So in terms of your customer pathway, this is like, (laughs) For me, when I'm taking notes and I'm watching someone like present, I always take like really scratch notes. So I kind of tried to like emulate what my notes might look like if I were you listening to me <laughs> right now um, to start thinking through your customer pathway, right? So draw five boxes <laughs> on your page or your, on your notes, whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, and, and just kind of decide as I talk through this, what might be a solution for you and your customers that are coming in to whatever service or product it is that you're offering decide like scratch down what is probably the best possibility for you right now and then once we're off this call you can go away synthesize the information ask questions and you can like get a little clearer on this but really like the step-by-step that you should be mapping out is first of all how will your customer be enrolled so how are you enrolling someone into whatever work it is you're doing and i know some of you i think in the freelance stream will have thought already or will be thinking about like you know, your customer avatar and who it is you're speaking to. I think for all of you in all streams, you've done, you'll have done this with uh, Michelle. But you want to make sure that you know, based on your customer avatar, where you're going to speak to them. Maybe it's a LinkedIn message. Maybe it's a call. Maybe it's a web page. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is that is the enroll enroll um, enrolling process for your product. How is your customer being enrolled? So write down, like, whatever you think it is in that first box maybe it's a sales page, maybe you have a few ways people will be enrolled. Um, For sure, if you can design it into one pathway, make it simple to begin with, but if you have multiple pathways and a team already, that's awesome, note all of those down. Um, Following that, so say someone's made a sale, they've been enrolled, They've, they've joined your program or your product. Your second box is like, what is your welcome in? Like how are you welcoming someone in, letting them know what they have, letting them know their next steps, Um, And you can think about like what your messaging is around that after as well. But to start off with just like, how are you doing that? Like what's, what's the process you're using to bring someone in? Maybe it's a one-on-one phone call, which is awesome. That's always the best option. I think maybe you're inviting them to a group onboarding call. That's the second best option. I think getting on, you know, Uh, a conversation with someone to make it really personal is definitely the best way to do this. But you can decide whether that's one-on-one group, maybe it's 10 minutes, maybe it's 30 minutes, maybe you're doing a discovery session. But what is that first kind of welcome in? Um, And also like think about invoicing as well. (laughs) You might wrap up your invoicing with your welcome a little bit um, in terms of using an email or a text message or things like that to like supplement the invoicing you're doing. And then your onboarding, which is where you give the clear next steps and actions, right? So this is like the first point of the program. And you might wrap up your welcome into your onboarding. So if you're doing a one-on-one call, then you can welcome them in and onboard them and give them next steps, right? Um, If you've got it a little bit more separate and you've got um, a group onboarding call, but you do a welcome call before that to let people know about the group onboarding call, then you can map that out. But just take a note in that third box, what is your onboarding? And what other resources do you have? Like, do you have a PDF or a guide or an FAQ sheet or a welcome page or a web page? Just note down what whatever is your best thinking right now that would be easiest for you to do, um, but would provide the value to your customer as well. And then fourth box, how will you deliver your program? So obviously your program or product design and delivery is, is your product pathway, but it does tie into your customer pathway because it's important to know how you're delivering that so that you can design your communications and your support for your customers accordingly. So determine like, you know, how will you deliver? Do you have like, and and how will you communicate as well? So it's both the program and product delivery and the ongoing communication. So maybe it's weekly or monthly calls. Uh, Maybe it's a course, so a micro degree, maybe it's a community group. So our example is a circle. Um, just make a note of that, and you know maybe it's a whatsapp group, maybe it's a telegram group. I'll go into those software solutions in just a moment. But just like what's your best thinking in terms of how you will deliver your program and communicate in an ongoing way while the customer is is inside of that pathway? And then the fifth box, which is what ongoing high touch high touch touch points, <laughs> high touch points will you have with your customer? So for us, we have navigation calls in most of our programs where we are like, just calling or or booking a call with someone in one of our programs to just say like, hey, how's it going? Like, what do you need support with right now? Is, you know, are things on track in the direction that you're looking to be on track on? Like, how else can we help? What else should you be doing right now? Who should you be connecting with? So that kind of like navigation call is getting clear on like where you are and where you want to go and whether or not you're on track. You could also be doing like monthly group coaching calls or weekly group calls. or our model, which is like the three-month one-on-ones, that's if we have like a one-year-long program. So it's going to depend, the rhythm is going to depend on like the duration of delivery of whatever it is that you're doing. So again, if we go back to the freelancer example, if you know that you have a product, say a webpage, that you're designing and delivering within three weeks, you may want to have a weekly Friday catch-up, you know, a weekly Friday check-in with your customer, which is just to say like, hey, like, things this is this is what got done this week this is what i expect will be done by next week here's a review you know here's some documents you can review or here's a design you can review and as a freelancer you well as as anyone really at any stage of business you want to be really forward about your communication so you determine the timeline you determine the way you're gonna uh, communicate if you're working as a freelancer you'll want to agree that right but even if you are an enterprise level business and you have a hundred customers You still need to agree with your customers what the communication method is. And that'll happen during your onboarding, right? And you want to be forward in that you want to be communicating before you're asked to communicate, which means that if you decide a calendar of communication, so say you are communicating every Friday or three times a week in the place that you've designated. So say you're making three posts a week in your circle, or you are sending a message a week, one-on-one to each person, make sure you determine that rhythm and you stick to it. Because if you don't do that, your customers are going to wonder if they've been forgotten, they're not going to know what's going on. And for sure, like developing that relationship, that connection, that consistency is going to build trust and it's going to allow people to want to come back and recommend other people to your community. And if you're not doing that well, you're going to hear it very quickly. And that's where the complaints and the frustration and the confusion comes from when that communication is not being done really clearly, right? So... This is really important to map out. <laughs> I think all of you probably get that sense now, but also you know, think about um, the schedule and the rhythm um, and map that in to your schedule. And if you're the only person doing the communication right now, schedule it in your calendar, make sure that it's happening. And if you have a team doing it, make sure that they're accountable to a rhythm that you've set out as well, right? So that's the customer pathway piece. Um, In terms of tech, so I did say I'd mention tech. I'm just checking my time just now so I can see how much time I've taken. Okay, cool. We've got a little bit more time. So on the tech side, um, I am a big fan of tech and uh, tools that you can use. And I've got a few here. So again, you can like make notes by your boxes of your previous section uh, to kind of make a note of any of these tools that sound useful to you. And I'll just kind of run through them. These are all the images. You will have access to my slides as well after this presentation. And for sure, if you're posting comments, I will come in and answer your questions afterwards as well. Um, so first question that comes up for me when I'm thinking about like a customer pathway is where will the community live? <laughs> like where, once, once someone's come into a program, where are my community gonna live? And I always recommend you have a community, even if you're a freelancer and you're just starting, you know, you can have a, an alumni community of people you've worked with. Um, it allows you to create connection and an experience with what you're doing. So decide where your community will live. It might be a Facebook group. It might be a Genius you Circle. Um, those little icons are Slack, first of all, in the top left, which is used for communication, but it's also used for communities because you can have channels, which means in different channels in the chat, you can be talking about different topics. So you might have an ongoing community related to design or website design, or you might have an ongoing community related to um, you know, uh, financial auditing if that's your business or you know whatever it is that you can have like little channels then sub channels that are like discussion areas where people can be posting questions and having conversation about specific topics Um, just underneath slack the little alien looking purple (laughs) icon is discord Um, it's much like slack except it's free Um, so you can have kind of an unlimited number of people in there for free in groups so discord is like a free option there Um, telegram which is to the right which is like a uh, the blue icon which is just like a messaging software, very similar to WhatsApp, except telegram doesn't require people to share their phone numbers with one another. So it could work as a private solution if you're looking for something like that, which is more of like text messaging, right? So your community could live in a text messaging group all the way up to like a Facebook group or GeniusU circle. And I think there are benefits to each. If you have a much smaller group, the text messaging might work. If you have like 100 people, you don't want a text message chat because suddenly you've got like, you know, a million messages you wake up to every morning and a group is just better at containing all the information. Second question is, what content will you create and share with your community? So what is your content strategy for your community? And this is part of that ongoing engagement piece in your customer pathway. Um, And it doesn't need to be complicated. You could just do one Facebook post a week, or if you're on Facebook or a genius, you post a week or post an article a week, post a community success story, um, whatever it is that's going to fit with your audience and the community that you're building. Um, Hootsuite is the one tool I put in there because it's the one that I use. (laughs) It's really good for scheduling. You can see the overview. You can schedule things ahead of time. Um, It allows you to sit and do all of your planning in one session, and then the tool will post to different social media channels, um, which I personally... Prefer, it's a little bit more hands off. I'm not a social media person who likes to go in there and be posting all the time. So Hootsuite's really good for scheduling. There are free alternatives. Like if any of these you're like, oh, I really love that tool, but then you go and look it up and it's paid, just Google search, like, you know, free alternative to Hootsuite and something will come up, right? But obviously, where you decide to invest, there will be additional perks in those tools. But if you're just starting out, don't go spending money on technology, right? Like just find the free tools that are alternatives. Um, how often will you share content with your community? So you want to set up a content calendar, which is slightly different than your content strategy. Uh, and you can do that in like Google, uh, Google spreadsheet. You can do it in Google drive, which is totally free. You can do it in notion, which is like a project management tool and personal management tool. You could do it in Asana, which is just like scheduling Trello. They're kind of like, you know, board style scheduling where you can see like to do, doing done and then different dates. So project management is definitely something you want to be thinking about both in terms of your customer pathway, but overall anyway. So you can like use the tools you already have and just include these questions and answers to those questions in the tools. And how will you make your community with superheroes? So this is something I mentioned that we do. It's something I recommend that you do, um, because if you make your community superheroes, you turn them into success stories, you give them a platform within your community, you will see a cycle of rewards where you know they will share with others um, they will be able to amplify what you do um, you will be able to amplify what they do it's like a win win situation so you definitely want to do this um, and you can be running success stories you can have them running webinars you could have an affiliate program where people can actually earn money by referring you in your services um, and then you can help them make money which is always awesome and you can be using like um, zoom obviously YouTube StreamYard is a free alternative to Zoom, where you can be hosting featured guests. Um, And you can obviously have a blog. Um, I don't have any affiliate program websites in here, but if you are at the level you're looking for affiliate program websites, go ahead and drop drop in the comments a note about that, and I'll come back to you with some solutions and some places you can research as well. Um, And then how will you track, manage, and serve your community? So this is where you're actually able to see what people are doing, what they're engaging in, what their questions are and make sure that you're answering those questions and serving them as well. So this is kind of called like a customer management system. <laughs> there, there is actually a name for it and you can go and like search your own as well alternatives. Um, Airtable is like a glorified Google Sheets, but it has a lot more automations you can plug in. So I'm a big fan of Airtable as a solution for this. Um, But Google Sheets is just as good if you're just starting out. Just make sure you have a spreadsheet of your potential clients, your leads, your current clients, you know, the deadlines of projects so that you can be tracking and making sure that, like, the data is the first thing you're coming to every day to say, am I where I'm supposed to be, right? Um, HubSpot is another option for a customer management system and sales management system. Um, Zendesk is amazing for customer service. So if you're really looking to like make your customer service top-notch, especially if you have a team I reckon I recommend using Zendesk because you can actually see the results of different team members in terms of their interaction With community and whether or not they are succeeding in answering questions and you can get feedback that way, too Um, And then Salesforce which is way more robust and is probably something you're looking at if you have like a few hundred a few thousand really customers Um, then Salesforce helps you plug in a lot of automations. It does require having a developer to manage it. So this is really for like the large enterprise level businesses. Um, But Salesforce is a great solution. And all of these, like I think Airtable is free. HubSpot, Zendesk and Salesforce are all paid, but you can always find free solutions for smaller businesses. Um, And like Google Drive is always a good place. Like the Google suite, the G suite, if you will, is uh, always good for a lot of these things as well. So you can get creative, but it's just about, making sure that for every one of these questions, you have a solution, whether it's a manual solution that you're doing or a software solution where you're able to use a software to make your job a bit easier as well, right? So that is it for me on the community pathway. (laughs) If you have any questions on it, uh, feel free to pop it in the comments. I'm sure Rory might have a couple questions for me as well, but do connect with me on GeniusU. This is my profile. And if you've enjoyed this session, feel free to give me a review. And if I know you or have interacted with you or get a chance to look at your product, I will go ahead and give you a review on Genius U as well. Um, so that's me on the customer pathway.
0: Awesome, Kathleen. And uh, if you just want to share one takeaway in the comments below or something that you know Kathleen might have solved for you in the context of maybe your pathway or your life or your community, one of the biggest takeaways for me, I think, which, which is what I mentioned at the beginning was this concept of the product pathway. And then the community pathway. I'd always been stuck with those two things being the same, but they're very, very different. And uh, part of the same integrated, I guess, like cycle. But at the same time, the way that you attract and, and gain permission and, and really solve some problem versus how you onboard them into a community and how you nourish them and and make sure you uh, you know provide a space to celebrate and then attract and, and feed back into the front of the loop. They're kind of two pieces of the same puzzle. So thank you for sharing that, Kathleen. And um, yeah, team, uh, the biggest call to action is, is just share your product, your service, uh, your pathway below, whatever that is. And then Kathleen is going to go through whatever stream that you're in right now. Um, she'll do what Michelle did, and uh, I believe she'll, she'll do her best to get back to all of you. And, and if she misses something, uh, then we'll make sure we direct her to it. But um, thank you so much, Kathleen. And, uh, yeah, big love to you. Thanks for tuning in and, and giving us your time. It's, it's our most valuable resource. and you've, you've done something really powerful here.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure, Rory.